podcast that helps you return to yourself and to your desires so you can live the exact life you want. This is for you if you're ready to make major changes in your career, in your relationships, or within yourself. While I am a therapist, this is not a substitute for going to therapy. Hello, friends. Hi. Woohoo! Another episode back. I took a little mini pause, which I'm going to do sometimes. And then I'm going to take a bigger pause in between seasons because I am a human, not a production machine. And for me, consistency looks like putting an episode out two to three times a month. If you're lucky, there's going to be one every week. So that's what's up. That's the season of life I'm in, but I am thrilled to be talking to you, coming into your earbuds or through the speaker in your car right now. I was just reflecting on pop culture stuff, like what am I watching, what am I listening to, what am I into? I've got to be honest, you know, I am re-watching a lot of stuff, which tells me that emotionally I'm going through it because anytime I reach for a show that I've already watched, it's likely because I'm soothing some emotions that I need to tend to, which I will tend to. But for all of my people out there that re-watch movies, shows that they've seen, I feel you. And that's the space I'm entering in this week. So, hello. Hopefully you know that this is Return, a podcast about returning to yourself, your intuition, and what you truly want in life. My name is Caitlin. I am pretty excited to be here with you today. I'm not going to lie, today's topic is, how do I say this, a bit of a downer, not the most upbeat topic. What's that movie where she's like, but slightly upbeat, you know, and she says that to everything. Oh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Wow, sorry. I think I've referenced that movie now in a couple different podcast episodes and you would think it's like my favorite movie in the world, but it's really not. Anyways... We are chatting today about loneliness and just to really get it out there and kind of share what's on my heart, I got a call from my favorite former boss. I She truly is my favorite former boss, Angel, incredible mentor to me when I was in the corporate world. Honestly, if it wasn't for her leadership and guidance and her support at that time in my life, I don't think I would have stuck it out in the corporate world quite as long. And she she texted me on Friday and told me that she had some news to share. And we had like recently reconnected a little bit, but I haven't seen her in person in several years. But, you know, we have that kind of relationship where it's like you talk and you're like, oh, yeah, this person's amazing. And you just sort of pick back up whenever you do get to connect. So she reaches out to me and with this text like, hey, Caitlin, I need to share some news with you. And I have no idea what this news can be. And the news she shares with me is that a mutual friend of ours and a former coworker had passed away really suddenly. And I felt absolutely shocked. And 
I had been preparing for this episode, so like doing all of my research and all the things that I do before I sit down and turn on the mic and start recording. And I had been talking about the topic of loneliness and I just felt like sharing this story with you, this person that is no longer with us, I just want to dedicate this episode to them that I know there were parts of them that felt so, so lonely in this world and on this planet. And if someone out there listening after this episode feels moved or supported or understood or seen, that would be my ultimate goal because I feel like a lot of times this person who we lost did not feel that way. So this one's for them. You know who you are, and I'm so grateful that I got to share a space with you for the time that I did. So after that introduction, I did put a warning out there that this was not going to be an upbeat episode, and it's still a really important one. I think that's the thing is we've got to talk about this stuff. We've got to acknowledge what's happening inside our hearts and inside our minds. And so that's what I'm doing today with all of the courage. Let's get into it. Loneliness. Why is this happening? In my research, there are so many articles talking about how we felt lonelier, more lonely. It's been more prevalent especially in COVID, I think it really highlighted for a lot of people some of their isolation or, you know, just lack of support system that maybe they haven't cultivated. And there's no shade in that. We all get busy, but I feel like COVID really brought out the lonely parts. And I don't know about you, but for some of us, they've definitely lingered around. So why is this happening more frequently. COVID for sure wasn't helpful. Social media is the next thing that I think about and that the research points to. When we are connecting online, it's almost as if we have this sense of being connected without physically touching someone, without truly looking in someone's eyes as they tell a really painful story and saying, oh my gosh, I'm here for you. That's really difficult. Texting that or DMing that is still super kind, but it's not that same level of deep connection. And listen, I'm guilty of this as well. I think especially after living abroad, a lot of my ways to connect with my people were really a lot more, you know, virtual is not the right word, but a lot less in person because I didn't live that close to a lot of people that I loved. So social media, I think sometimes can create this, sometimes it's connectedness for sure, but sometimes it can be this false sense of connectedness of like, oh yeah, I know what so-and-so is doing, so I don't really need to reach out to them. And it makes me think about this person that I lost very recently and how much I did try to reach out at the end of our friendship. I 
sent several messages and had tried and tried and tried to connect. But I never, you know, picked up the phone and called that person. I never went, well, I wasn't living in the same place as them, but had I had the capability, I never went to their home. And it just makes me think about, are we missing something in the connection points available that make it so easy to seem like we're connected to people when really maybe we're not as connected as we thought all of the time. And listen, I'm not saying like I've met some really cool people on the internet that I would consider that I have a connection with. So I'm not saying that all internet relationships are bullshit. I'm just saying we need to be mindful about the level of that connection in the context of loneliness. The second thing I think or I know, or that came up in the research around loneliness is we're living less in communities. Think about it back in the day, right? There was a little tribe and you all helped. There are all of those cliches. It takes a village to raise a child. Well, now we're raising our children, you know, sometimes without a village, which there's nothing wrong with that. But maybe we've become a bit too disconnected from community. I just earlier (laughs) sent a message to a, a really dear friend about this podcast interview that I saw on Instagram. It was like a reel of the interview. And the host had was interviewing someone who lives in a friendship commune. And I jokingly sent this to a friend and I was like, should we start a commune? Ha ha ha. And they were like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. And it just made me think about like, yeah, man, why don't we live more in intentional community? And after living in a few different places outside of where I grew up over the last seven years-ish, I've had to work hard to recreate a community and it's super challenging. So we just need to be really mindful of creating our communities, our chosen families, our spaces, where our real families, whatever we're creating, where we are connecting. You know, even something I'm so guilty of is my partner and I have a weekly date night and we've fallen out of that habit just a little bit because of everything that's happening for us in our personal lives. We're redoing a home, like all kinds of things, right? And so we've fallen out of this pattern and I've noticed that it can impact then the connection between the two of us because we're not having these intentional connection points and it's like, yeah, we might sit down together and watch a show or we might do something, but how how is watching, you know whatever, insert Netflix show here, really connecting us other than we can like laugh or cry or joke about the show. But that's it. Like there's no in-depth conversation. And I think that that can make us feel like we are freaking alone in the world. So just an opportunity if you're taking notes or you're looking for a journal prompt or you want to explore this more, this first point is an opportunity for you to ask yourself, where do I feel like I need more connection? 
maybe that's with your partner or in your friendships or in your family relationships. Maybe you want to be really close to your family, but you haven't prioritized seeing them in a while. So that's the first point of reflection. And the second point of reflection is where can I cultivate more connection and more community into my life? Where can I create more connection and more community into my life? I have yammered on for a while about loneliness, but we haven't actually defined it yet. You know I love Oxford, and Oxford has two different definitions. The first is sadness, because one has no friends or company. And the second is of a place, the quality of being unfrequented and remote, isolation. And I think these go hand in hand, right? When we are isolated from people the whole time we had COVID, then we have the feeling of sadness or like we don't have friends or a lot of company. I think this also happens though in our late 20s and our early 30s during a Saturn return, which is also part of this podcast Because we start to walk slightly different paths than our friends. And I have a whole episode about that if you want to check it out. It's called Friendships on Different Timelines. I believe it's episode two. I will link it in the show notes. But that can cause us to feel lonely, of course. Or what about when we start to make decisions that are outside of what our people, the people that we feel most connected with are doing. Like maybe you've decided to not have a child, but all of your friends have children. It's not that you can't be friends. Of course not. It's just that you now have one differing life decision factor than the group. Or for me, what about choosing to go live abroad and all of my friends and family were still located in the U.S.? That was one life decision that led me to be slightly different or outside of the group. And of course, I mean, absolutely loneliness comes up in those kinds of situations as we relate ourselves to other people. The times when I've felt lonely, there have been a few for sure. I think the two times that stick out the most were moving to Switzerland, where my partner is from, and by way of just not knowing the language that well in the beginning, I mean, even still now, my German is meh, and my Swiss German is like, let's not get into it, okay? But it's like you already feel isolated when it's not your country, it's not your language, and you're just trying to navigate it. It brought up so many different parts of me that I worked on in my own therapy with my own therapist to sort through, which was so helpful because given the right circumstances, I think any of us have the capability to have those parts that can feel lonely. More recently, a time that I felt extremely lonely and it was more because of, well, it was probably both of those definitions, but Definitely 
of a place (laughs) being unfrequented and remote. So long story short, my partner is not from the U.S. And he, job-wise, we were relocating back to the U.S. Long story short, visa situation, we thought he was going to be cleared and things were going to be good. So we moved back based on advice we'd been given. And then he wasn't. So I was in the U.S. in a new city, new to me, new to us, but new to me, no friends, no family. And he was supposed to be coming with me and he was unable to due to this visa situation. He was unable to stay for a long time. And if any of you have ever dealt with like immigration and visa and the number of days you can be in the U.S., you know it's you got to watch it, which meant that last summer, after just having moved back to the U.S. to a new place that I didn't know anybody in, and I work by myself, you know, by myself, I moved back and I was expecting to be here with my partner and be kind of setting up our life here. And instead, I was here with myself and Henry, my dog, and... I wasn't going to be able to see my partner for two and a half months because of the way everything worked out. And so here I was, new city. I got to speak English in this country, which was so great. That felt like a relief. But I didn't know anybody here. And it was very lonely. And it was this time of deep exploration for me about who am I now? What does a person, what does a Caitlin do when they are in a new place and they don't know anybody? And in the end, I think back to last summer and I'm so grateful for that time. I really grew I really returned to myself and to my own practices and I really spent a lot of time with me and so I tell that story for a couple of reasons one I want you to know that it happens and it can happen and it does happen sometimes for No seeming quote-unquote reason, but sometimes given a, a set of circumstances. I wrote this question down in preparing for the episode. Is there actually anything wrong with it? Well, yes, there is if it starts to impact your mental health, if you start to lead with parts that carry more depression, or if it leads you to points of disconnection and further isolation. Sometimes we see that people will then keep isolating further and further and then it just makes the problem worse and worse. And there are huge, huge opportunities to grow from it, learn from it. So let's get into that. How can we plug in and feel this loneliness but also really start to do that return that I was able to do, you know, through the guidance of many, many practices and going, it wasn't just like, oh, bam, I think I'm going to consciously return to myself. I think this is, this is a really important point. This one, I'm just going to underline it, okay? You can 
read all of the books and research how to not be lonely anymore. But it needs to come from this embodied experience place of actually taking the time to sit with and be with the parts of you that feel lonely and be with yourself. And so step one to feeling less lonely is cultivating a relationship with yourself and not one that is characterized by distractions like scrolling on social media or binge watching Netflix. Man, am I, I am excellent at distractions. I'm like, give me a good distraction. And sometimes there's a time and a place for those kinds of soothers. But we're just numbing the loneliness when we're on episode 20 of how to get away with murder, right? We are just numbing it. We're not actually looking at it. So how do you cultivate a relationship with yourself? For me, this looked like meditating all the time, going on walks with myself, doing like in this weird way, kind of enjoying your own company. I started to do things that I used to do as a kid. I loved hanging out alone as a child, loved it thought it was great so it felt like this return to that to the child version of myself that could just entertain myself and be totally content you know listening to music being creative and that's what I did I filled my time with that and it felt so helpful the next thing you can do if you're feeling lonely is reach out and this can be the hardest thing to do But also it's the most important step. Reach out to people and have an actual conversation on the telephone. (laughs) Or better yet, if you can, in person. Go and see them. Go and hug them. Go and ask them questions. Even if you're feeling like there are parts of you that are holding shame. I saw this happening a lot for people who isolated themselves further and they were feeling ashamed about either doing that or something that was going on. And so then they would avoid people, which would lead them to feel even more lonely, which would then lead them to feel even more down, which would then not encourage them to reach out. And it just became this really difficult, like self-fulfilling prophecy. So reach out to people you don't have to say hey i'm feeling lonely let's hang out you can but you could also just connect and invite i remember in switzerland my partner i was like oh i'm lonely then my partner was like well have you reached out to this person have you invited them somewhere i was just kind of sitting waiting for someone to rescue me from my loneliness and I'm sorry to tell you it's not gonna happen you are the hero of your story you gotta rescue yourself something else that can be really helpful is just getting out of your house get out of your house I know this all too well I get so cozy I work from home I love my space I'm like oh this is great and I don't leave the house Get out, go to places where people are, a coffee shop, a, you know, a park, and just be in the energy of other people and other things and let life, life, let it hit you in your face. Be in awe of something, 
but you're not going to be in awe of anything if you do not leave your house. The next thing that can be really helpful when you're feeling lonely is getting a pet. I know for me, I've lived alone many a time in life. And when I've had Henry there, my dog, he makes me feel so much less alone so much of the time. Even that presence and animals are so good for our mental health anyways. So consider getting a pet. Something else that really has helped me and many other people, the research points to this, is making sure that you're not letting everything go by the wayside, that you are taking care of your physical health, exercise, eating right as much as you can, getting as much sleep as you can. It's like those are the pillar foundation for us returning to ourselves. We need to nourish our body, our mind, and make sure that we have the space then because if you're not taking good care of those aspects, there can be times when that can get prioritized over this. The next thing you can do is cultivate a community. I've had to do that now a couple of different times and it is very vulnerable to try to make a new connection with someone, to try to put yourself out there, to I, in my new city, have gone on some Bumble BFF dates. You know the Bumble app? It's like Bumble but to find friends. And it was so (laughs) vulnerable, just like dating can be so vulnerable, but also really worth it. I've met some great people who I have a lot in common with that I would not have met otherwise. So being a bit vulnerable and cultivating your own community as well, watering the community you have and growing a new community. There's a lot to be said about, this is a, another tip, cultivating a self-compassion practice and I'm going to do a whole episode on self-compassion. It's gets under misunderstood sometimes, I think. It a lot of people are worried if they're nice to themselves, they're going to lose their edge or they're not going to be as motivated and I won't get into all of that here, but being really kind to yourself and saying things like, "Wow, this is really hard right now. I'm feeling really lonely." just validating what you're going through in your experience and making yourself feel seen. That's part of that return. And of course, reach out to a therapist, a coach, someone who can make the space for you to begin the process of this return because sometimes we can't always see the forest through the trees And we need someone to help guide us out of the woods and be like, no, try this, do this, do that, or help us make that return. We need a mirror to cultivate that reflection. I hope this has been helpful. Loneliness is such a difficult emotion. And so if you are experiencing it or you have experienced it at some point, just sending you so much compassion and want to remind you that this is just a season and you can support yourself through this. Thank you for listening to another episode of Return. 
Don't forget to share this episode with your friends. And if you leave a review, five stars, I would be forever grateful.